Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast. I have an extraordinary guest here today. I'm not going to really do the introduction. I want her to introduce herself. I want to welcome to the show, Ella. Welcome to the show, Ella. Hi. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Ella, and I'm nine years old. And I was so excited to be on the podcast. I was just like, no, like, no. And <laughs> she literally at the table, she was just like, I should have you in my pocket. And I'm just like, wait, for real? And she's just like, yes. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So let's give our listeners a little bit of a backstory. So Ella's here visiting from where? Ontario. Well, not anymore. Where do you live now? Uh, I recently moved to um, Glovertown. Um, which is in Newfoundland, and I used to live in Ontario, down in Fergus, so I moved here in August, and that was quite an adventure, so. And we're so happy you're here. So, a little backstory, we had a family gathering yesterday, and at the table, one of my aunts said, oh my god, Ella would be amazing to go on the podcast, and Ella was like, wait, hold on, you have a podcast, and we started talking about the podcast, and you were like... I want to be on the show. So I said, let's do it. But before I did, Ella, I said to you, well, we got to make sure we have value for our listeners. And I asked you if you could come up with three good things that you could share with our listeners and we'll make it happen. And what did you do? So um, I thought about it and I thought that um, we should talk about strategies for um, like anxiety or worries that you have. Um... Or it could, and then we are talking about we could do grief, um, and what was the other one? Um, oh, having self like care for yourself and some fun activities for that. And um, I'll be like suggesting out some of my um uh, activities that I use for uh anxiety and stress and stuff. That's amazing. So first of all, how old are you again? I'm nine years old. <laughs> So when I asked Ella to come up with her three things, these were the three things that she wanted to share with her listeners. And I know that those who are listening are going to benefit from this greatly. Number one, if you have kids. And number two, maybe you can, after listening to this podcast, be able to support your kids a little bit more. So let's talk about the big A, first of all. Let's talk about anxiety. What is anxiety? Well, it's sort of like, um, it's, it's more like a tension in your body, um, that it's like, it's, you worry about things, like, I've got a lot of it. Like, say you, um, were nervous for a school play coming up, and, um, that's a type of, of, of anxiety. It's like, um, you're going up on stage, 
and they feel nervous. And there's also something called panic attacks, which is related to anxiety. And it's when your body feels like you can't breathe and you're worried because all those worries are coming into one place. It's like exploding. That's amazing. And that's a really good definition. But certain levels of anxiety are normal because we need these little reminders of, of course, you're going to be nervous. I still get nervous when I get on a stage too. Yes. Right. So what's the difference between being nervous and having anxiety? Being nervous is more of like, like Gina said, a reminder um, that you're telling, like your body is telling you that it's okay to like, like, you know, sort of like get out there and try new things and stuff. And then anxiety is more of really nervous tension that's, um, like we said, panic attacks are just a bunch of words going into one place. So this is like a giant, like, um, it's like sort of like a giant nerve, nervous situation, but it's, that's, we use uh, the word anxiety for it. And what does it feel in your body when you're anxious? Well, usually um, my stomach starts to hurt, and that can happen to many different things. There's like... Um, People sometimes hit sweaty palms or they twirl their hair or um, anything like that. They're like, they fidget a lot. Yeah. Um, and our listeners can't see, but right now, what do you have in front of you? Um, I've got um, a fidget. It's called a poppet. These help with a lot of anxiety because kids need something that helps them and distracts them from their worries. So um, these really help, especially like, Parents, you can buy them or something. It's really good for, like, the kids to have just, like, if they bring to school and stuff. Amazing. So if you were anxious right now, would you have that in your hands? Yes. And would, uh, and what would that do for you? Would it help you focus more? It would help me focus. It would help me feel calmer because I also get sweaty, so it's nice to just have something in my hand that I can just play with so I'm not, like, distracted and worrying all the time. I love it. And are there different levels of anxiety? Yes, so there's low-ish anxiety, which is, like, you're worried about, like, um, sort of, like, um, say you have anxiety stage fright, that's more of a lower area, but um, because you're just, you're nervous about showing people and stuff, and then you go up to, like, a higher level, and that's more, like, um, that's more, like, you know, worrying about, like, real things like hospitals, and which I have, and, like, dark and stuff like that. And the highest level is like when you get panic attacks every single night. That's like a really high level, which will you'll come to the point where you need a therapist and fidgets and stuff like that. And some new strategies yes. that we're going to talk about soon. Yes. Um, and so for some people, and I know we had this chat before the podcast, but sometimes you find it really hard to go to sleep because you're worrying. Yeah. So the sleep is really hard for some people, especially me, because when you go to sleep, it's like, a picture in your mind of what happened. What I do is I go over the day in my mind, so I have some stuff of what I want to do tomorrow. But sometimes when you're in that day, you're just like, oh, tomorrow I have to do this. I'm so nervous. And then that's, you're going to keep thinking about that. So, like, you try to use, the, I take fidgets in my bed with me, so I'm not, don't keep thinking about, like, the worry that's in. Like, keep, uh, like, uh, think of, fluffy puppies to distract (laughs) you so this is a really good time to talk about since you've known that you've had anxiety you have started implementing some really good strategies yes and i know our listeners either maybe they even if they're adults they probably can can resonate with what you're saying and they're like oh my goodness maybe i have anxiety 
But then the next step is, what do you do with the anxiety? What strategies do you have? So there's the breathing strategy. So there's one where you breathe and ground your feet. So you take a deep breath and like. Oh, I feel relaxed already. And then you let your, you, you let your body ground yourself, especially your feet, and just breathe feet in your, and you'll feel calmer. Next one, this is most for kids, but parents can absolutely use it, is the money strategy. So you just take, like, you know, little bunnies, and you go, like, and you let the go. You can do it any way you want. It's just the peace sign, but, you know, you're curling it. Yeah. And then, so just for our listeners, explain it a little more deeper. You make two, yep, like, peace two signs with peace two signs, of your hands. And then you curl them as you go up, like little bunny ears. So you like, go up, 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 up. And then you just let them go down. Oh, that's a really good strategy. Yeah. And what's that one called again? Uh, the bunny ear strategy. The bunny ear strategy. So you can use that as well. There's the butterfly one, similar to the the bunny strategy, but just display hands. Just it's almost like you're clapping, but you have your two palms together, and you go. Oh, up, up, and, and then, then down. down. Is uh, that when you breathe out? Just like a butterfly. Yeah, up. just like a bu- butterfly. I and love it. My favorite is the candle. So you just breathe in. Just like you're lighting it, and then you blow it out. <sighs> just like it's your birthday. Yes, just like it's a birthday cake. Oh, I love that one. That's your favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite. And when do you use this one the most? Like, what kind of situations um, do you use it? It's more of, like, at school, because, um, but in the night, I usually use more hand motion. Ah. Um, because in school, um, I could, like, I, I could tell the teacher that, like, it's a, like, it's a strategy or something, but... It would be ever because I would be distracting it by my fingers, so it's easier to just have your wow. Because there's sneaky ways that you can yeah you can do it right, and breathing is so important. Yes. Do you find it helps you when you do that? Yes. What happens in your body when you actually focus on the birthday, the birthday blowout? Well, when you focus, I just feel like in my head, like it's a black space, and then you breathe in, and the candles all lit, and then it's out and it's black again. And nice. it feels really nice. So, and does it release any tension in your body? Yes. It, like, usually some people, they could get cramps. I know some people that have cramps when they get worried. Yeah. And that helps, like, when you're breathing just from your rib to your right here, from yeah. your chest. It goes, like, you can almost feel just, like, if you just suck in, you can oh, feel your yeah. ribs. Just when you breathe in, all that air just goes through and from your chest and it goes drops back down and i guess when you're doing that too it it makes you focus on something that's not not bothering you or worrying you yes do you want to know one that i do a lot when i'm out in public sure. so one of the things that i do is if i'm feeling like i'm getting anxious i will squeeze my whole entire body let's do it together i squeeze everything and then i just slowly let it go that's a good one yeah and then you could do that one like when you're waiting in line or if there's a big crowd or it just yes. allows you to kind of focus intense. And then when you re- relax, you're like, oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, so nice. <laughs> so what other strategies do you use? Um, so there's there's not just the breathing one. There's also, like, fidgets is a strategy. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit about these now. Yeah. So, stra- so uh, fidgets are a great, great way. Especially it's a, it's a toy that you can bring traveling. Um, there's many different types. One is called poppets. Um, there, it's just, it's like 
Infinity Bubble Wrap. <laughs> it's like they're different colors. They're rubber and they're they're washable. And oh, the, no way! Yes, they're washable. So if kids want to bring them to school, you can sanitize them. So it's really smart, and all of them are made of it. Most of them are made out of rubber or silicone. Um, so that's really nice to have just, like, when you're traveling or planes are really good. Um, next, I started listening to calm music. Uh. So music is another way, maybe just, like, when you're worried. If it's at bedtime, I suggest, like, the breathing. But when you're just out on the couch or something and you feel worried, just, like, or anxious, just yeah. grab, like, your phone or your um, CD player or whatever and plug your headphones in and just... Try to find, like, a low, like, type of music because, like, whatever music you like, if rock, <laughs> yeah. if you feel calm, do what you need to do. But <laughs> I like calmer music, so. Well, and then this morning, so one of the strategies that you and I did this morning is we got up, you and me, we had the yes. house to ourselves. Yes. We went out. We both did our morning routine together. Yes. And I put on some relaxing music. Yeah. But what else did we do this morning when we started our morning? Uh, We journaled. We journaled. And did we also do some gratitude? Yes, we did. And how did that make you feel when you did gratitude it? Gratitude made me feel less like like I had so much in my body. It's like, oh, I'm grateful for this. Oh, you know what? I never knew that I had this. And it just makes you realize that you got all this. What were the three things that made your gratitude list this morning? Uh, so I did um, that I have food. And that's really good, because if not, I would be really hungry, yeah. and that's not a good thing. <laughs> but not just food. We had yes. good food last good night, food. didn't we? Yeah, we had a lasagna. It was amazing. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. And um, the next one is, we had a bunch of family last night, and we made a big board. <laughs> in my basement. <laughs> yeah, in her basement. <laughs> and we... Um, and we uh, literally played songs no oh my gosh played games and sang songs and it was really fun i was grateful that i have like family around me and stuff and it wasn't just all the kids that did that was it no it was all the adults <laughs> it was so fun we had everybody in that in yeah, that i think yeah. we need a high five for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had um we had like we had a dance party in my living yeah, room. <laughs> that was fun. And the other thing I was grateful for is that I have a roof over my head. Absolutely. If you just ever just sit and um, just realize that you've got a roof over your head and a beautiful room and a bed that you can sleep in and parents and send family that supports you. We'll talk about things later, but there's, <laughs> uh, if, I, if I talk about that... Parents and stuff needs to understand them. I'll yeah. get carried into the other stuff. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, what other strategies would you recommend our listeners? Um. Well, also for some people, it's like, um, especially for parents, um, if they have anxiety, it's to go outside. Oh, that's it's a good one. Nice out. Perfect. You can go outside. You can sit on your patio, or you can. Um, you can sit on your patio, you can take a walk, and just breathe the strategies that I taught. Absolutely. Um, or if it's winter outside, go out and make a snow angel or something, and just, like, especially if you're a parent, go have fun outside in the snow. Maybe that'll feel you a little less, like, um, less, you'll get, you're getting stuff, like, out. 
Well, you know, sometimes parents, when they're watching their kids, they're thinking about what they got to do and their to-do list. Would you recommend that parents just play too? Yes, parents should probably get more, like, energy in them, bringing back their childhood again, which is nice sometimes because parents usually have, like, a to-do list. They've got to watch over the kids and stuff. And sometimes it's just nice to have their self, like, their time when they're, we're going to be talking about self care and stuff later too awesome and there's another strategy that you and i talk about a lot yeah who do you go to talk to when you like to help you through your emotions and your feelings um my therapist so um as well as my family and stuff but if you should really try to look if you don't have a therapist yet you should probably look into it because it's just nice for kids or um there's kids therapists and adult therapists Kid therapists are nice to just for kids someone to talk to if they don't feel comfortable talking to them. But that's a parent's job to make them feel comfortable enough to talk to them. So if you don't have a therapist, you should probably look into that because um, therapists don't help. They help with worries, and but they also help with helping them build up their self confidence and um uh like like build up their like, uh, you know, creativity. Absolutely. You really normalize going to see a therapist. How did you get to that? Well, so it's like, it all started when I was younger. Yeah. And I was scared. I was embarrassed to tell my parents. Yeah. But um, I told them one day, because I used to just say that my stomach was hurting, which, well, wasn't really true. And, um... I said one day, I was just like, I went straight out, like, you know, I was laying in bed with my dad, and I said, you know, the times that I told you that, um, that my stomach's weird, it was, I was actually scared, and he was just like, well, okay, well, then we'll go to bed, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, so, yeah. um, I got, like, I used, to, it started when I thought that there's witches in my room, because there's little holes in my ceiling that I thought the witches were trying to scratch through, so I, that's all how it, started but then I stay cut getting worse keep getting worse and stuff so that's when we found the therapist and my sister went to her so now she's like family to me so she's helped you with a lot of stuff yes and now you feel comfortable talking about it do you think it's important for people to talk about it yes um especially like parents it's their job to respect them and um like especially with like if they don't feel comfortable, that's their job to make them feel comfortable enough to talk to them because that can also build up their self-confidence to do other things in their future. Yeah, and should you be embarrassed if you talk to a therapist? No, you shouldn't be embarrassed because if you're talking to a therapist, you're actually, like, um, you're actually, like, getting it out what you need to do. And that's good because a lot of people are embarrassed to tell them, like me. So it's nice to just feel that you can talk to somebody who won't judge you. Wow, that is so profound. And so for all the parents that are listening right now who might have, um, you know, a young child in the house, what can they do to help their children feel comfortable talking to them? So I actually have one of these here right now. Yeah. Um, and it's called a worry book. So you can get worry dolls and stuff, but a worry book is good. So mine is called The Very Hungry Worry Monsters. My mom bought it for me because she knew that I had worries. So it's it's got like a fluffy um, 
like belly at the top and it's really cute and it's just nice for like kids to read it and say like oh well other people have worries and you're just you're not alone especially if you have a kid and you're just like oh is it only me or is it just us and we're just like no it's not you it's it's like it's everybody that has this problem because everybody has some type of worry even though if you don't show it like some people are really deep they're just like no i don't want to show it yeah so a worry book is great because you have all that stuff there that kids can say well it's not just me so it's nice to have one and fidgets and also the strategies like breathing strategies are really really good because um you can teach your kids that uh, breathing strategies are very good for them to just help them, like, uh, breathe and feel that they're confident enough to tell them and um, that parents uh, can help them and, like, build up a lot of self-confidence. And how important is it for parents to listen? It's good for parents to listen. Have you guys ever heard the term of, like, um, the customer is always right? So it's almost like the kid is always right. But we all know that sometimes that's not true. (laughs) So, like, you should really um, help, like, your kid, like, you need to listen to them when they tell you that I'm worried. And they, some parents um, can believe them and it's like they're really confident. But some parents are just like, no, you're not worried. So it's nice to just listen to them and hear them out because it is very true. It's very effective to them, especially if they have really bad anxiety and they could not feel safe enough to tell them because they don't really believe in it as much as they do. And as kids, sometimes you need help working through those emotions, don't you? Adults, it's a little bit easier, but for kids, you rely on the adults, right? Yes, because kids need someone to tell them because... If you just keep all that stuff inside, you're going to have more worries. Because in that book, a girl has talks about all the different types of worry monsters. But then at the end, she can't find the worry monster and she worries about the worry monster. So it's so it's like you need to um, like it's important for you to listen and stuff. So it's like it's really hard for kids to because if you have it all in there, you're going to make more more worries and more panic attacks and more nervous breakdowns and stuff like Absolutely. That. And then when you get older, you don't know how to deal with those emotions. Yes, because you had no one with you your whole life. So, um, parents, you need to rely on your kids and listen to them, but don't listen to them all the time. Because <laughs> I'm not always right. Yes. <laughs> but sometimes we need someone to show us how to process yes. those emotions, you know, because as if you were a parent and as a kid you had anxiety, you would know how it felt. Even if you didn't, you would still have a little bit of anxiety. And you're just like, when you listen to your kid, you're just like, oh, I know how this felt when you actually listen to them. So it's nice to just listen to them. It's amazing. And I think that when we learn these strategies at your age, yep. you are set up for success. Like yes. you, you're going to take over the world, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So who helped you? Who helped you along the way to really to, to talk about your feelings um, besides your therapist? My mom and my sister, because my mom had a lot of anxiety when she was a kid. But back like when she was a kid, her parents didn't really listen to her. So that's why we're talking about this now is because her parents didn't really like listen to her as much as she does. So she knows how it feels to 
um, like, get not really rejected, but, like, just not... Not be able to talk about not it. Not be able to talk to it. Like, when she was scared, she told me, it was like, at that time, she was, like, crying, 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 and her mom and dad were just like, no, go to sleep. Yeah. So, it's like, they would be, they would, wouldn't be very, like, effective as she would, so she knows how it feels. Right. So, she's, she's, she doesn't want that same thing to happen to me. That's pretty amazing. You have a wonderful mom. Yes. I she's do. one of my favorite people. Yes. <laughs> And so this leads really good into, you are a confident woman, aren't you? I am. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you think that you're able to be so confident? I think it's because when I have, when I have worries, like, I feel like if, when I get them out, I feel confident in myself because I'm just like, well, you know, I did it, like, and I've built up so much courage in myself and that's really good because it's come on and on and on and on because um just keeps coming from people that's helped me so it's like a bunch like say you're painting or something and like when you're painting you you mix all the colors it's just like i've mixed all those words together and i pushed them away and that's how all of my courage and self-confidence have come wow that's a really beautiful and all and i can't even say the word analogy (laughs) that's really nice um and the other thing that I love about you, Ella, mm-hmm. is that you don't care what people think of you. You are yourself. You yes. don't follow the crowd. Would you say that all the strategies that you've been doing and all the, the things that you do daily mm-hmm. has helped you become a person who's just happy with who they are? Yes, because I'm happy who I am because I'm not afraid to wear any colors. I don't want to be popular kid I'm just I'm sort of just there and I'm I'm a, a, a good friend and I'm I'm good at other things so I don't need to be perfect because no one's perfect that is so so cool I wish that I knew what you knew <laughs> at your age yes I know. <laughs> it's pretty special yeah so what other tips would you give to our listeners if they are listening to you and be like I want to have her confidence what, what tips could you give them to really be themselves, to not follow the crowd, and to just really be who they are? Okay, so put it this way. If you had a dress or uh, outfit that you really want to wear, but you went to school and someone said, you shouldn't wear that outfit that you've been talking about because it's so lame, you should wear, like, this new shirt that I got. There's, and a lot of people listen to them because they're just like, well, maybe that looks better on me. But if you want to wear that, you should go right ahead because life is short and you need to just spend every little bit of it how you want. And if you're worrying, you need to keep coming. Like like I said with the painting, you need to blend in all the colors, but blend. You don't have to blend in. You just have to be yourself. And if you want to be yourself, go right ahead because that's confidence comes and um, if you don't feel confident enough, well, just try it one time, go up or stand up for yourself and say, well, I want to wear this, so I'm going to wear it and I'm going to wear it right ahead and I'm going to go right ahead and I'm going to wear this and I don't care what you think because I'm me and I don't need to be you. Oh my God, Ella. <laughs> yeah. You are just like incredible. I think we need to do like our own regular show, just you and me. Yes. <laughs> You're gonna take over the Keeping It Real podcast. <laughs> I'm just the Keeping It Real Ella. <laughs> so, 
And together we are keeping, keeping it, it real. real. I love it. I love it. So one of the things that you wanted to talk about, which I think is, it's a hard thing to talk about. But yes. when we were at the table, you were like, no, I want to talk about grief. Yes. Why did you want to talk about grief? Because I, um, I've had experience with my, my grandma died because of cancer. Um, but so your grandma and who was she to me? Uh, she was your aunt <laughs> yeah so she was very bright and she was she had that confidence uh she wasn't afraid to do it and she was really nice she was sorry yes. i'm getting i'm getting teary it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. Well, I'll get teary. but the good thing is about her is that she is it's it, it was a celebration because she had yeah. cancer for 10 years and she, she did. She sort of fighted it. I mean, she so did. She was, yeah. So actually, let's talk about the kind of woman she was first. Okay. She was um, very, uh, uh, what's the word? Very, like, I don't know, creative. She I think was it creative. It was like, like <laughs> every time she would send us package, she would be like, uh, she would put, like, she would tape the money on. Or she would, like, put it in a paper bag or something. And, oh, the favorite thing, once we were outside... Um, and she came over for Christmas and she, she wrapped it up and wrapped it up and wrapped it up. And my sister was opening the present and she kept going and going in. When she got in, it was like 10 layers and it was just little mini canvas and it was so funny. Oh, and it wasn't her cards the best. She used to make the best cards. She used to make like the best cards. Like she would find the best ones, but then she would add her own like touch to it. Yeah. Which I think was like, she was sort of like me. She liked, she liked baking. She liked stuff, but she is like. So much in a better place right now. Like, yeah. if she was still oh, here. But before we go into the grief yes. part, I want people to know what kind of woman she was. Because I think you have a lot of her in you. Yes. Right? So she was courageous. Yes. So did you know that when your grandmother got diagnosed with cancer, it was the same time that my dad did? Oh. Yeah. That's really... Uh, coincidence it is and your grandmother fought so hard for 10 years she did and do you know that even when she beat it she came down and ran the tally 10 like yeah she she and she she, won the best in her category yeah like she was incredible she was a strong woman right and she she played a big role in your life yes she she was diagnosed with cancer after i was born so it's like it's nice to know that she was still here. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, like when she, like she, um, when they tested her vitamin D, my mom told us that yeah. <laughs> it, there was like none in there. So that's why she gives us vitamin D, and she started taking it. So that's why I think most of my mom helped her out. She brought soup. She went yeah. down there, and she stayed there for like two weeks to help my grandma. So yeah, it's really nice. Very nice. So, what do you want our listeners to know about grief? Uh, grief can be hard, but y- the person that <coughs> passed away, you wouldn't want them to get, they wouldn't want you to get too sad about them, because they're just like, oh, hey, I'm not too sad. I will come and visit you. Like, I, I dream about her, and she's, that's her way of talking to um, my mom, my dad, and me, and my sister. That's just their way of communicating by spiritual, social connection absolutely and for anybody who's listening who might be grieving or missing someone that they love what advice would you give to them um i would 
give to you whoever, um, like, whoever has been dealing with it that it can be very hard sometimes, um, but they, if, if they were sick, they are in a better place by now, so, um, but if they weren't sick and it was just old age and you're really sad, feel that they know that they're still in your heart. Yeah. They've got they've got a full like and if you have like any um any of their clothes or anything you need to cherish it yeah because it, it's it will be there with you for a long time so I have my grandma's watch oh and wow. a few books and uh, her hat and her scarf that I gave her which is very emotional but I will try not to cry oh you can cry this is a safe it's, place <laughs> so she she we got the scarf and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's like, sometimes I think of her, I sometimes I think of her spiritual animal, and I'm really excited if she tried to meet me or something, a spiritual animal, and in Harry Potter once, the owl came down and did a secret message, and I really hope that happens to me, because I can just fly (laughs) down and be like, oh, thank you, and then just, like, open it and send it back. So when you're sad and you're having a bad day, what do you do? Uh, oh, sometimes I, like, put on the hat or snuggle scarf, I, um, I, uh, I read a book, I can listen to music, I do my breathing strategies, Yeah. and I hug my mom, um, because, like, some, she knows how it feels, too, because she yeah. lost, that was her mom. mom, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You're very wise behind your, your years, you know that, right? Yes. <laughs> As you do the hair flick. Yeah. So we, we're going to talk about one more thing. We're going to talk about self-care. Self-care, yes. My favorite thing. Okay, so what does self-care mean to you? Self-care means to me is having time for myself. Like baking. You don't have to be doing um, something. Uh, like you don't have to be going here, going there. Like if you're a mom, like especially like running errands and stuff is really hard. Um, but, like, you, like, uh, just have some time for yourself because that's part of your health, mental health, and, um, the social health of things? Sure, yeah. Social health. (laughs) Yeah. All the health. Yes. Um, and... And who taught you about self-care? Um, self-care, my mom, I think, and my dad because, and mostly sometimes my sister because my sister does a lot of things, but also she's got time for herself. So, like, it's nice to just have, like, your own time where you can read a book or do what you want to do because that time is a free zone for yourself. So, um, it's nice to just have, like, your free time of what you can do and you can just do something that you love and that helps with your mental health and your health and your social health. Exactly. So, and away from technology too, which yes. can be really damaging, hey? Yes, especially if you're sleeping at night, it's not good for you. Um, especially for kids because they've got a smaller brain and stuff and it's yeah. harder for them to focus. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can, what you do is fun activities like crafts, um, you can make slime, go at shopping, bake. And stuff like that, that it's it's good for you to have some off technology time to just be free and fly like a bird. Absolutely. But the cool thing is, Ella, is because I know your mom quite well. She's one of my, my besties. <laughs> what does she do every single morning when she wakes up? Meditates. She meditates and she has a morning routine, doesn't yes. she? 
And mom has set some really good boundaries yes. for when mom wakes up. Mom will say, I just need 10 minutes. Yes. And by her doing that for herself, she shows up better for you. But here you are at nine years old and mom has taught you how important self-care is. Yes. Because you like you. She set some boundaries. She just like I get it in the morning. She's just like. When she's, um, she just sitting on the couch, she's like, I'm just going to meditate. I just need five minutes on yep. my own. That's a type of self-care, having time for yourself and um, just doing stuff that you need off technology. She sets boundaries for no phones, which I'm very uh, grateful for, because if not, I would just be like. Oh. On your phone all the time. That's uh, not good for you, right? No, it's not good for you. So. But she's teaching you all these things by doing it for herself. Yes. Because there's some parents out there who keep saying, like, I don't have time for morning routines. I don't have time to take this time for self-care. What advice would you give the children and the adults on how important self-care is? Self-care is extremely important because if by doing all this stuff at once, it can cause worries. It can yeah. cause anxiety. It can cause a lot of tension. Because you're not actually having time for yourself to just breathe and relax. So if you, because you, if you just keep doing one thing at once, you're just going to be like, oh, I got to do this and that and that and that. And you're not present, are you? No, you're not like, you're not feeling the moments. You're going to be spending the rest of your life just doing stuff and you're, you, you won't be able, able to like ever, like like ever have that time for yourself because you're always doing this at once and if uh, kids don't have self-care either it's also if kids are out playing a lot and they have school and stuff like for young teens yeah or stuff like if they don't have like a month of self-care it like if, if their parents don't show them how to have self-care they won't be they won't ever know what self-care is and how to do it in their future and that's not then as an adult it's so much harder so i'm going to ask you a question that mom might be a little mad at me for asking if what kind of mom like how does mom show up for you on the days that she takes care of herself does she show up better does she show up happier she's so she shows up very happy and she like i don't know zen Zen's a wonderful word. Yes. Um, she's very zen, especially when she meditates. Yeah. So that's really good for her because she's calmer when she does it. And that's... And that's good for you. That's good. And on the days if mom goes a little while and don't take time for self-care? Uh, just a little... Uh, <laughs> it's, just don't listen to this podcast, okay? <laughs> so, like, she just gets... I feel that maybe she gets a little anxious yeah. or... Um, stressed out because all the stuff that she has to do. Right. So it's nice to if she keeps doing this, she needs to know how to have self care for herself. Exactly. Which, so as a kid, would you say it's super important for parents to have self care? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. It's the same level of kids and parents because they have the same. Well, they don't have the same body, but they have the same like, like health that they need to have. Yeah. Because everybody needs to stay. Healthy. Absolutely. And my husband will always say. If I don't do my morning routine, Gina, have you done your morning routine? (laughs) Because it changes when you don't have that time to set yourself up for the day. You just show up differently. And even for the people that you love, right? So for the parents out there who are saying I'm too busy to take some self-care, what would Ella say? You need to, if you're running errands, if you have someone like, if your husband or you have an older kid or something that can drive or something, ask them to do the chore or 
go get the errands and ha- so you can have time for yourself. It's like it's like putting books on the shelf. If one can fit, take it out and fit the other one in. There you go. And so get everybody to help. Moms, yes. moms shouldn't be doing everything, should they? No, you should like everybody should be helping out equally. So like help like chores. You can get you can get money like that. You can get allowances and working like that can also teach you for like your future and stuff. Because Absolutely. If you learn how to like bake with your mom and help do art with your dad or something. It can help you with your career in the future. And I'm very good at answering questions. And I know you have a little thing that happens at the end. So I'm very excited for that. <laughs> it's going to be fun. And be like, fun. you've been in here uh, two days and all the things yeah. you've helped me with. Like, you've helped me make pancakes. You've helped me <laughs> clean up. You've yes. helped me do like all the things. Yes. And like making pancakes and stuff is good because I want to be a baker and a social worker when <laughs> I grow up. And, and I want to be a, on my own a talk show. And I was thinking, excellent, Ella. There we go. It's done. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> it's already done. I'm going to be uh, 10 years old sitting in like the, like, uh, uh, what is it called? Like Las Vegas. Like, thing. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> You're like, so silly. <laughs> so for our listeners, what's one last piece of advice that you would give them? It can be around self-care. It can be around grief. It can be around anxiety. What's the biggest um, tip you could leave the them? The biggest tip is be happy and make sure that you are not always sad or down because there's lots of things that you could try. Like, get out there. And if you want to, like, I don't know, like my mom tried for a new job, just, like, get out there and do fun things. Like, like my mom, she she went down a water slide with me. And she screamed, and she was like, well, that bring back my child. And I was just like, yeah, because you tried something fun. And that's the main thing. I love that. That's such good advice. Are you ready for some rapid-fire questions? Yes. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you a couple questions, and you have to give me the first thing that comes to <laughs> your mind. Okay. How does that sound? Perfect. I'm okay. So okay. All right. Nachos or tacos? Uh, tacos. Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. What's your favorite Harry Potter character? Wait, uh, before you answer, this is the most important question on the podcast. Okay. Who is your favorite Harry Potter character? Um, uh, 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 I think I would have to say Harry Potter. Have you watched the Harry Potter movies? Yes. Okay. You are now my favorite guest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Math or English? English. What's your overall favorite subject? Uh, definitely like social studies because we're building projects in social studies and that's really fun so i love that and i also like um i really like uh what is it called uh i really like science nice you love school don't you yeah i really like school yeah like art too okay you ready next one yeah nighttime or daytime daytime vanilla or chocolate chocolate uh vanilla (gasps) b2 favorite food uh uh say pizza Pizza. Oh, I didn't know that. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Summer or winter? Uh, winter. Your favorite restaurant? Uh, definitely Boston Pizza. Mom or dad? Don't answer that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? Definitely not answer that one. No, that would not go over well. Did you enjoy your very first podcast interview? Yes, I did. Will you come back again? Uh, yeah, I will be back, obviously. Uh, awesome. Um, anything else you want to say before we go? Um, make sure to, uh, I don't know. Can you like podcasts? You can. Yeah, we're going to share it. Yeah. Make sure to like this podcast. And you could, they could even share or leave a review. Make sure to leave a review 
And I would love to see any questions that you have for me. Or um, I would also like you to share it with some of your friends to see what their opinions are on and stuff like the stuff that I said. That's amazing. And what what if they had some questions? Maybe we could take questions. Yeah, we can take definitely we can take questions. And then maybe we could do another one where we answer yeah, the questions. We can totally do that. We can answer some of your guys' questions. And um, remember, kids and adults can listen to this. It does not matter. Um, and kids, if you have any questions, make sure to ask your parents what questions are perfect for this for this podcast it can be any type of question you want to ask me or gina absolutely and should the parents because a lot of parents listen to this podcast this is good like you said for parents and kids but should they get their kids to listen to this too yes definitely uh you gotta listen to this and kids you need to get on your own podcast and believe in yourself and get out there oh my god this is amazing you're amazing you are new. No, you are. No, you no, are. You are. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ella, for coming on the show. Oh, yes. I would love to come on another time. So, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you took part of your weekend to come on and help our listeners learn something new. Oh, yes. Of course. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast. This is Ella and Gina signing off. Don't forget to keep it real, keep it kind, and have some fun. 